The bloodline is officially, and I mean officially, yes, done. Finito. Finished. And your boys are here to talk all about it last night. Ladies and gentlemen, good morning, good afternoon, evening, wherever you are in the world. And whenever you are tuning into this video, my name is James Porcelli. I'm Brian Thomas. And welcome to another episode of Ruthless Talk. Your boy is in beautiful North Charleston, South Carolina. I actually didn't even know we were even going to do a show today. Uh, this show has been on freaking MIA TBA over the past few days, but here we are. I mean, after, especially after what happened freaking last night, you know, I've, you know, your boy had to freaking jump on here with my main man, Brian Thomas here to talk Absolutely. about this main event segment that happened in, in regards to the bloodline. And we're going to get into that and all of that. Uh, once we get into that second hour. So we don't have a cold open for this show. We're just going to jump straight into it. Uh, AW Collision is tonight. Tonight is uh, for Saturday night, the debut show of AW Collision. We will talk about that, whether it is going to be on the Tuesday episode or Thursday. Most likely we'll, we'll hold it off for, for AW Dynamite review, but we will talk about Collision and the whole CM sure. Punk freaking return the freaking grand return of cm punk you know if you guys know if you've seen previous episodes you guys know how we, we feel about the punk you know even though we like cm punk you guys know how we feel about this whole situation but we'll save all of that uh when we when we get to next week most likely for that aw dynamite review um as he did release a or a article was released from an espn um journalist in regards to the media scrum, his regret of what he said, talking about Hangman Adam Page and giving a little slight details, but pretty much it's everything that we have kind of already knew <laughs> at this point. Um, yeah. and, and I got a lot to say about that article, um, you know, as we when, when we do talk about punk and when we do yeah, talk sure. about collision. Uh, but we'll, we'll get to that when we get to that next week. But let us dive straight into the show. There's a lot to talk about. And when I mean a lot to talk about, mainly just the bloodline. <laughs> Let's just be honest here. Yeah. Um, you know, but yeah. still, there's going to be some stuff in this show to talk about. But obviously, the main, the main thing that everybody's been, uh, been talking about in the wrestling world is the bloodline segment and how this show went off the air last night. So we're going to jump straight into it. There is no time to waste. Brian, I know you weren't here uh, last week when, we, when, when I went solo last week talking about um, this show last week. So I know there's a lot on your mind in regards to the bloodline and as, as well as Charlie Flair, AKA Charlotte Flair, making her freaking return last week. So I'm, I know you got a lot to say, but we'll say that once we dive straight into the show. So there's no time to waste. Yes, Let sir. us dive straight into it. Friday night, SmackDown, June 16th, 2023, live in Lexington, Kentucky. The show starts off backstage. The bloodline is arriving to the arena. Kayla Braxton, the beautiful Kayla Braxton, is backstage uh, or trying to get some words with Roman Reigns. Freaking Roman Reigns is just like sighing. He's like, hey, wise man, your girlfriend's here. <laughs> I freaking love that shit. If you guys know the connection between Heyman and Kayla Braxton, like, you know, as of late, I just love their connection. So freaking Roman kind yeah, of right. and playing that off. I think that's pretty freaking funny. Um, you know, Kayla asks Heyman, you know, where Jay Uso stands, where does he lie? What's going on? And Heyman just doesn't say a word and he walks off. So you guys know, I've said this many times as well as Brian, you, you've agreed and you, I'm sure you feel the same way about it. Starting off the show, 
in this type of format where you want to get people intrigued to see, okay, what is Jey Uso going to say? Who does he side on? What's his decision going to be? And then this is how you start off the bloodline. You make it a freaking big deal. I mean, we already know it's a freaking big deal, but make it feel as such the bloodlines here. And like, all right, here we go. Shit's about to go down. I got to see what tunes in for next week or, or for later in the night, excuse me. So love it. I I freaking love when you start off away from the freaking ring that doesn't have to involve an in-ring promo or a fucking match to start off the night. So always yeah. freaking love when WWE does that shit. But we'll save those those thoughts when we get into that main event segment because there's a lot to talk about um, for that segment once we get to it. But let us start off with the tag team gauntlet match. So this is to determine the number one contender for Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn's tag team title. So all the teams are at ringside. You have the OC. You have Pretty Deadly. Uh, who else was in this tag team? LWO, Street Profits, and LWO. the Street Profits, and and I believe Hit Row. So I believe it Breach, was the Street Profits uh, and the Brutes. Yeah, exactly, Brian. The Brutes and the Street Profits. They come out. They get their entrances going, and they start off this match. Sheamus hits a bro kick to Dawkins. Immediately eliminates the Street Profits. Uh, the OCs up next. They get Das Boot with a freaking uh, another bro kick to Carl Anderson, eliminating the OC. The LWO comes up next. Holland wins uh, or eliminates the LWO as he pins. I believe it was, uh, again, I forget one of their freaking names. I'm botching that. But freaking the LWO is pretty much eliminated. So the Brawling Brutes go yeah. through pretty much everybody in this gauntlet, this gauntlet as, as well as Hit Row, as within seconds, freaking top dollar has just been, just again, Das Boot. You know, we'll see you later. Go go to catering, eat your, eat your chocolate layered moose cake or whatever the fuck you do backstage, right? And then we get to Pretty Deadly. So, so it's down to the Brawling Brutes. And when I mean by the Brawling Brutes, so it's not Butch, because Butch is in, of course, the Money in the Bank ladder match. You have Sheamus and Ridge Holland. Um, so Sheamus goes for the Celtic Cross. However, Elton Prince makes the tag. And Sheamus doesn't see the tag. He hits the Kelton cross. Elton Prince hits the leg drop from the top rope onto Sheamus as Sheamus is making the cover. He hits that leg drop as Elton Prince picks up the W for Pretty Deadly. And they are the number one contenders um, for Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens tag titles at Money in the Bank. Or is it even Money in the Bank, Brian? Is it Money in the Bank or is it the week... Or is it the week previous? Because I know it's Charlotte Flair and Asuka, I believe, in two weeks. So is it that? I believe it's for that particular show because I know they're going to be in England for um, that SmackDown before Money in the Bank since I believe it's on a Saturday. Right. Yeah, I, could I, be wrong. I can't I remember. To, yeah, I'll have to go back. I'll have to go back and look at that. But it's either going to be at Money in the Bank or that Friday night SmackDown um, bef- mm-hmm. <clears throat> Excuse me, before Money in the Bank, which is just weird. I mean, they... You already have the pay-per-view. I don't know why you don't just just put it on the pay-per-view, but, you know, what the fuck do I know? Yeah. So um, after commercial break, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens, they confront Pretty Deadly um, from the stage, you know, and Pretty Deadly, man. And, and Brian, me and you just talked about this, you know, not too long ago before we got on here, man. You know, Pretty Deadly is really starting to – I'm really starting to dig their shtick. And, and I've noticed this over the last couple of weeks, you know – how they've been winning their matches, you know, the tag team maneuvers. We always talk about a a legit tag team, right? Pretty deadly. Mm-hmm. Whether you like them or not is a different story. That's just your personal preference. But they are a tag team, right? Alba Fire, Isla Dawn, that's a tag team. Katana Chance and Caden Carter, that's a tag team, right? Imperium, you know, freaking Vinci and freaking Kaiser, that's a tag team. Same goes for Pretty Deadly. I mean, the, the tag team maneuvers that they do, the way that they win matches, yep. it just fits their shtick. 
And and I like what they got going on. Clearly, you know, the you know, Triple H, whoever the fuck is running back there, you know, clearly wants to get something going for them. So hell yeah. And of course it's in England and I'm pretty sure they're from Gray's England or something along those lines in that hometown. So clearly you can put two and two together of why they wanted to make this decision in in regards to that. Um, But yeah, so, you know, Kevin Owens insane. He's like Zane's, you know, Kevin Owens just, just, he's screaming. He's doing his shtick. He's been doing that, you know, for the past several weeks, you know, Brian, me and you spoke about that too, how it's kind of, kind of weird <laughs> not gonna lie yeah. he's, he's always screaming yeah, and having this temper tantrum he's just listen i just want to punch them in these stupid faces and he's like all right we should just go do that all right go let's do it and they just storm the freaking ring um as after pretty deadly yeah. said some words of their own their chemistry in the promos too i'll be honest with you man is pretty darn solid as well they storm the ring yep. pretty deadly they they retreat up the ramp and that's pretty much it so um, I have a few things I want to say, but Brian, I've done a lot of talking to start this show as we're already about 10 minutes in here. Uh, your, your thoughts of the start of the show and this tag team gauntlet match for, for our number one here. Uh, for sure. On board was starting it with, again, the best story in wrestling, the bloodline. So yeah, I, I'm on board with that. Um, and, you know, going into the match itself. Um, yeah, for sure. I, I like, I, I'm starting to get on board with Pretty Deadly um, because, yeah, they are a tag team, you know. Um, it's it, it just this match and, and throwing all the, you know, tag teams in there. It, it, I don't know. It just, okay. It just, you know, it's like a exactly, Texas yeah. tornado, gauntlet, whatever. And here's the thing like, so you got Pretty Deadly, who's a tag team, right? You got, um, uh, the OC, who, again, I mean, you just reform them, and they're already fucking irrelevant. I mean, it, you know, it, they're lost in what? You know, a few minutes to, to again, another another team in Sheamus and, and Ridge Highland that is not really a tag team. And as soon, Butch isn't winning Money in the Bank. So as soon as that's over, Butch and Highland are back as, as uh, the brawling brutes. So, yeah, I, I don't know, man. And, and Kego and, and Sammy are, you know, your tag team champions. I mean, it, it's, you know, it, it's fire for what it was and when it was. But, you know, we all know a breakup's coming because they're they're not a tag team, you know? Yeah. Um. So I, I don't know why you have, you know, the Street Profits, who, again, they're, they're pretty much irrelevant. We've spoken about them in the past, right? About why are they even still a team? And so you have the profits, the OC, uh, you could even make the case for LWO, you know, legit tag teams right now, losing to teams that aren't a tag team and aren't going to be long-term tag teams. Mm-hmm. So that's the confusing part of it. But as far as pretty deadly, um, yeah, I- I'm starting to really like their stuff. And, uh, that's what I want to see in tag team wrestling is, <laughs> you know, uh, you know, guys that use combo moves, double team moves, um, you know, the, the distractions, the, you know, all that kind of stuff. That's what tag team wrestling is. It's not, there, there's space for, you know, superstar a and superstar B for some short run for little pop to tell some little story. But when you have the whole division, you know, the, the two, the, the, the top dogs of the division aren't really tag teams, then that says it all. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, no, exactly. And, and, and you hit the nail on the head earlier about pretty much this match in general, like 
you know, and we've seen this so many times, especially with this tag division, you know, what's an easy way to book this tag division that doesn't, you know, you know, waste a lot of time and creativity. Let's just throw everybody out there in one fucking match and just say, fuck it. This is how we determine number one contenders, guys. It's just either a tournament, a gauntlet, instead of building a tag division that's fucking, that's prestigious and that's freaking, you know, freaking fans can gravitate towards, you know, so whenever that time yeah. comes for somebody to get a title opportunity, people are not going to second guess it because they're legit next in line because they've had their feud with such and such. And now they're ready for that tag title opportunity. But no, we get there within not even two to hardly even three weeks of build and say, okay, next up is pretty deadly. And then for two weeks, they're going to fight. And then the next week, it's going to be freaking if the freaking OC is then going to face style or going to face Zane and, and Kevin Owens, like come the fuck on, man. It's just like, yeah. it's just on to the freaking next. It's like, God forbid we waste a month. Hell Brian, like, I know this is going to make fans go freaking berserk, even months of building a freaking story, especially <laughs> right? with your tag division, man. It's just like, and that's the problem with, with all of these freaking pay-per-views like once every month or so, it, it's just like, we, it's like, it's again, it's always on to the next. There's always another challenger and then another match and you can only do so and much. See, I think that's part of the problem too, is that like, I, I don't think you really, we, we don't need a pay-per-view every month, Yeah, but you know, exactly. it, it's, it's a way to generate money. So that's what it's going to be. Yeah. And, and so, yeah, now you, you kind of box yourself into the corner where, you know, the, the greater bulk of your stories are not going to last more than a month, no, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And then, and then how do fans connect when you're only right. getting two weeks of freaking build as well in the process? And then it's just like, Oh, it's just like, let's give pretty deadly the, the title reign. They deserve it. Okay. The next up. Okay. The OC, you know, the OCs hasn't been in the title picture as of late. Let's just bring them on board. Forget that they've been on a fucking losing streak and have been fucking irrelevant for freaking months and weeks. It's just, and then we repeat this vicious cycle and we just liquidate that freaking cycle. So in regards to all of that, right, just besides all of that, you know, I, I like pretty deadly. Again, I like their shtick. I like what mm -hmm. they're doing here. Obviously, you know, the fact that, you know, we're WWE is going to be heading to London. I mean, obviously pretty deadly. These guys are from, I believe from Gray's England. So their hometown is in country of England. So I you know, obviously you could put two and two together of why WWE wanted to make this move and with with the England crowd, sure. it's, you know, it's pretty deadly. So I get that, guys. I understand that, but I just wish that there was just more thought ahead of time to say, okay, let's if because because again, guys, also pretty deadly just debuted on this main roster how long ago, Brian? Like not not even uh, what a month and a half ago uh, yeah i was gonna right? say a month but like yeah. a little over a month and and now here they are already getting a title opportunity it's just like it, it just doesn't make freaking sense i understand that it's london and you want to put the pretty deadly with the london i get all of that but it's just like can we wait <laughs> like can we give it some time before pretty a new tag team like pretty deadly gets a title opportunity i like pretty deadly i think they're if they can keep this up they, they would definitely be deserving as such but like let's just hold off on it man like again it's just it, it's just it's always on to the next it's just instant gratification man i just it's just weird 
Um, you know, I, I didn't I mean, here's the, the thing, whole... like yeah, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead, go ahead. All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll I'll get to you in just a second. We'll we'll move on here. But and then yeah, so the the Sami Zayn Kevin Owens con- confrontation there, like I actually didn't mind that because I thought Pretty Deadly was damn solid the way they were cutting the promo. You can tell there's yeah. tremendous chemistry within one another, and that's why I also really am starting to dig their shtick. And again, do I am I a, starting to become a fan of Pretty Deadly? I'm not gonna go that far, but I like them into where if they keep you know, if they keep, you know, momentum building and they continue what they're doing, then who knows? <laughs> you you might see me, you know, you might, you know, hear me saying, what, what, what do they do, Brian? The yes, boy, whatever the frick they, they say, right? <laughs> you know, you could be hearing me saying that shit, but, you know, but as of right now, I like what they're doing and I want to see them, you know, let's see if they, they can continue this momentum they got going on. So I didn't mind the whole Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens confrontation, because again, you can only do so much with only two weeks of build. It's just, and, and, you know, they're just trying to do what they're just been given and told to do. So, but yeah, Brian, your final thoughts before we move on here. Just, you know, you and I have spoken about this numerous times before, and it's one of those things where, you know, you, you see like pretty deadly, um, you know, they're improving. You're, you're starting, they're starting to um, get a, a reaction from the crowd. Right. And and we always come back to this is like, man, like you see something there. It, it's just the fact that like, we can't trust anything, you know, like long-term, it just feels like it's, you'll, you'll see a trajectory or like get into something. And then, you know, just like that, it, it's, it's pulled away. Like, you know, I, I know I, w- I was, you know, there was a big portion um, like of, of the Ruthless Aggression era where I wasn't following as closely. You know, so correct me if I'm wrong. I mean, maybe you can think of some other ones, but w- what is the last tag team that WWE has created or treated like stars or whatever? I mean, I'm thinking the Hardy Boys and Edge and Christian. I, I mean... I yeah, can't think of anybody Hardy since Boys then. Was the first, the Hardy Boys was the first um, that came to mind. There, um, I'm trying to yeah. think of trying to. So think you're of you're talking team. about 20, 25, 30 years ago. You know? Yeah, yeah, that was. I mean, up to that level. Yeah, no, ab- absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, and I'm sure there's a lot of tag teams that a lot of fans are just like watching this right now that are throwing at the, at our at their laptops or their phones right now. But still, but I mean, up to where Edge and Christian were, the Hardy Boys, you know, and it's a shame of the Hardy Boys. I hate to go down AEW real quick, but it's just the fact that you uh. just see what they're doing over in AEW. It's just like, it's just like, it's, it's, it's done, man. But, but, but sure, back in the day, freaking 20 years ago, freaking hell yeah, man, the Hardy Boys were on top of the tag team wrestling world. You know, Edge and yeah. Christian, the same boat, so... But yeah, no, I, I hear where you're coming from. Um, it's it's definitely that's it's the tag team division has just never really been the same. You can even argue even over the last ten years, um, you know, sure. during like even the PG era, <laughs> right? Um, the ruthless aggression era. Again, I'd have to go, go back and really dig deep and do research about that. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, as of right now, Brian, I can't really think of anything right now, at least off the top of my head. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's a shame. And that's, you know, like I always say, yeah, about the tag division, I, I just don't just, get it. It's just not, nobody feels that freaking special. Um, and, and yeah. with Sami Zayn and KO, I mean, I like the team, but like you mentioned, they're not, they were formed because of the story with the bloodline. Right. And, and they have the history. Yeah. So it made sense 
within the story. And now it's like, okay, now they're just two individual competitors. And it's, and it's not like this is the first time we've ever seen Zayn and KO team up with, with one sure. another. They've been doing this for 20 plus years. But yeah, it's just... Yeah, it's just Zane and KO, as much as we like them, it's just like, are they legit a, the persona of a tag team, like a pretty deadly, like, you know, an, an FTR over an AEW, like a freaking, you know, like, like a freaking Alba Fire and Isla Dawn, like all of these freaking other people, you know? Yep. So, but yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, the tag team, but, but again, Brian, if you're going to throw gauntlet matches and you're going to throw tournament matches, it's just... You know, it, you can only do so much, <laughs> or yeah, at least the, team, the, the, the 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 performers can only do so much, man. Um, in regard yeah. to that, and even Sheamus as well. Like we talked about Sheamus and you know and and the brutes and how that freaking whole faction or team, whatever you want to call that, like Sheamus has been un unhappy as of late. At least you know pure sources and you know stuff that's been you know you know posted up out you know post out in the wrestling world as of late i don't freaking blame him i'll have to do more research in regards to sheamus it you know again it kind of makes sense because drew mcintyre felt the same way about wwe creative so it wouldn't shock me if sheamus feels the same sure. way because here's the thing about sheamus man like he does the whole freaking the 10 beats of the bathroom or those freaking heavy freaking you know it's 20 shops or like 20 or whatever right it's not even freaking 10 it's just 20 but like the fans are into it right and this is the thing too guys like i always dissect a show when it comes to the crowd when a crowd is really getting into it you know yeah it, it, like they're really like you know they're they're into it they're counting along like there's you know how much shit you can do with sheamus as a baby face in regards to that but you have him messing around with holland and fucking butch and he comes to the curtain and there's no, and like, it's just like, oh, it's just good to see Seamus. You know, it's not like people are saying, oh my God, it's Seamus. No, you're not getting that. Yeah. And, and I, and I don't yeah. blame Seamus because I'm sure that he knows his worth and what he can do as a baby face, but creative is just not going full, full throttle. And when you have him lose in a gauntlet match in a team that he's not really, he's not really even supposed to be a part of, it's mainly for Butch and Holland. It's, you know, it's just, it's just right. weird. It's just really is weird, but we'll talk more about that, about pretty deadly in this tag, in this, uh, this tag title match as we get closer to money in the bank or that two week, you know, SmackDown episode, especially, you know, especially with the women as there's another title match in regards to that as well. Um, up next. And of course there was some backstage segments, but we'll save that once we get into the main event segment as well. But uh, up next we have EO sky versus Selena Vega Match time, guys, in length was three minutes. Um, it's just, if you guys know, man, in regard, I mean, I've, I sound like a broken record, Brian, about the women and how just they get the short end of the stick. This is just no fucking different. Bailey yep. gets involved. She distracts the ref as an EO is rolling up Vega. So she's, she has Vega in the roll up. The referee doesn't see the pin because he's distracted with Bailey. Freaking EO is unhappy with Bailey. They start arguing from the ring to the from the from the um, the floor um, as Bailey's at ringside. Uh, Selena Vega hits the six one nine and kind of pins EO Sky, looking like in a roll up position with the with the legs up and everything. And Selena Vega just beats EO Sky, one of the best wrestlers in the world. May I add? That's not just my personal opinion. If you guys go back. And watch NXT and watch all of her great, especially the backlash match with freaking freaking Bianca Belair not too long ago. 
I, I mean, and you have her lose to Selena Vega in three in, in three fucking minutes, bro. I understand if you want to tell a story with Bailey. I'm not even upset with that. Like that's totally fine. But three fucking minutes for the one of the yep. best wrestlers that you that you have in this fucking company. And she's looking like a fucking geek in three minutes. And listen, more props to Selena Vega. I'm, it's, I'm, I like to see Selena Vega rack up W's, but to, to EO Sky, man, in three minutes, like, make it fucking make sense. This is one of the mm -hmm. best wrestler, women's wrestlers in the fucking world, and she's losing in fucking three minutes. It's, that, that's all I got to say, Brian. Just go ahead. Your, your thoughts in regards to this. Yeah, I feel the same, man. Like, I mean, what was it just last week, right? I mean, we mentioned it then. Like, the pop when, you know, Asuka was out there on the Waller effect and EO's music hits. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Dude. Um, uh, but, you know, I, I, I don't know. Maybe they, they do that down the road, but it's obvious that's not what the direction they're going in now. And I, I really think they're missing an opportunity here. Um because, I mean, yeah, you can't, you know, we'll, we'll get into the queen here shortly. But, um, <laughs> uh, you know, you can't have EO out there, you know, going after after Oscar for the title and, you know, be a legit contender. And again, losing to Vega in three minutes. And I'll even say it, it, it's shitty for Vega, too, right? Because you've you've now had her, you know, have have the the main event with Rhea at the pay-per-view. Um, and you've had her here in a couple other matches that, like, you gotta give them more than three minutes, man. Like, yeah. like if you're gonna, if you're gonna put them in spots, like, let let them, let them tell a story. Like, right. Or, or like. I, I don't know. It just feels like, okay, so Zelina beat EO this week. Um, Zelina next week will take a roll up from somebody. I don't know. Fucking Bailey. Uh, you know, who knows? Uh, so, yeah, it's it just there There are things here and, and stories, really interesting stuff and good stuff that I, I think has potential, but um, – Unfortunately, it just, it doesn't seem like it's going to go that way. Uh, but yeah, so yeah, little three minute match. Um, yeah, move on. I, and and again, I'm with you. Like, I I I'm okay with a, a EO Sky and Bailey story as well. I'm good with yeah. that. I, I I do think there's something there with Asuka and EO. But if it's Bailey and EO right now, okay. But I don't know. Uh, it's just it's it's unfortunate because uh, again you're you're doing this with EO now I I don't know if she is ever going to get a shot to be like legit no, no I no absolutely it's it's not a guarantee uh, it's like it's yeah. not even a guarantee that she's going to win this Money in the Bank ladder matches I know a lot of people want her to win this freaking thing like listen guys and here's the thing and this is I always talk about casual fans. Right. This is how in, in casual fans and casual people that come across professional wrestling, we always hear stories like Liv Morgan and Sasha Banks and hell, even Savannah Summers came onto this platform. If you guys know Savannah Summers, she's a wrestler from Australia that she, 
She she wrestles at Shout out to Savannah. Shout out to Savannah. She's doing well. She came on to here. And do you know how she she came across professional wrestling? Just flipping through channels on her television screen. That's how you attract people. And you know what she said? She's like, oh, my God, what is this? This is amazing. Like, what is going on here? Like, that's how you attract fans. That's how you attract casuals. Like, what is this? Like, th- th- this wrestling thing? Like, who's wrestling? EO Sky? Like, oh, my God, she's amazing. Like, that moonsault is beautiful. Like, that's how you turn people freaking just from your niche audience, right? The niche wrestling fans that know who she is and know how good she is. We we know how good she is, Brian. Everyone else knows how good she is. That That's part of this wrestling niche. But not a lot of other people that just know you know, the foundations of it. They'll know the foundations. They know wrestlers like Cena and they know rest and they know like the rock and stone cold. Okay. And like right, right. Right. But they don't know people like EO sky. They don't know these wrestlers like LA Knight. Yeah. They don't know these freaking people, <laughs> but you, you right. make, you book them as such for casual fans to say, I need to continue to watch this wrestler. You know what she does next week. I need to see another match or I need to see what she gets involved in next week or whatever that's how you build an audience and how you get fans to tune in and show up to your arenas that are not fucking a quarter of their arenas are not half empty you know it's just you know live events i mean and i know live events for wwe has been doing well and and good and good for them right but still like there's but still even for your smackdown shows still a quarter of them or a good chunk of your of your arenas are they're not sold out you know it's just but you know, yeah. there's a reason why, and there's a, and television ratings, guys. I always mention television ratings. Why the why they're fucking going down? And here's and you know what's crazy, Brian? Like you, the I think and I, I have this 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 statistic in my phone, um, or in my notes, I should say. Ever since WrestleMania, they have lost. You ready for this, Brian? Like, and because you guys know WrestleMania, everybody knows WrestleMania. Even casual fans know what WrestleMania is, right? They they know it. They they tune into it. It's like, oh, here, what what's what's going on here? Is there is there a reason for me to continue to tune in, guys? They lost over four hundred thousand viewers ever since WrestleMania. Legit, they they were freaking yeah, at it heading into Mania, and then ever since after WrestleMania, guys, it's it's no freaking shock that people were just like, no, there's nothing else I need to say. <laughs> I mean, yeah, okay. The bloodline, yeah. they check out, they see the bloodlines working so well. Okay, I'll check in that. Everybody else, I don't care. And, and you know, is that a shock to people? It really shouldn't be. And, and when you put All out right. EO Sky losing in three minutes, like, what the fuck do you expect that your, your numbers are going to show? You know, oh, but James, who gives, who cares about the numbers? Like, it doesn't mean anything, guys. I, I always say this, and I'm going to, and I sound like a broken record. If people are fucking interested, they will tune in to their live television screen to watch it live. Forget watching it on a DVR. Forget watching it on YouTube. Forget all of that shit. If people want to watch something, they will fucking watch it. Enough of these fucking sure. excuses of why the numbers are not where they're at. It's just, it's fucking, it's nauseating and it pisses me the fuck off. It's just, it's just an excuse, man. That just never will fucking go away. But yeah, um, just wrap it up there, man. Freaking EO Sky, WWE. Get your fucking shit together, bro. Like, seriously, with your women's division, like, get your fucking shit together. You have a woman in EO Sky that is just foaming at the mouth of wanting to freaking showcase herself. And she can only do so much, as well as Selena Vega, too. Like, I'm not even going to leave Selena yeah. Vega off that because yeah. she's, she's darn solid in her own right. Not at the level of EO Sky, but still pretty decent in the ring. And I think she's proven that 
you know, for what the time she has been given, she's not given that much time as, I mean, she's not going to go freaking 15, 20 plus minutes, of course, but three minutes, man, like you can only do so much. No, come on, man. It's just like, there's times where to give people time, right? There's times to put on decent wrestling matches for seven, eight, some odd minutes in a show, but for three minutes, bro, like, it makes it doesn't make any fucking sense. She's had she, she's had seven matches for nineteen minutes. <laughs> right, that exact that, that that tells you everything you need to know right there. Yeah, um, but yeah, so that's your first that's your first hour. Um, as we go into our second hour, this is the Grayson Waller effect with special guest Charlotte Flair, the Queen herself. More weird and more bizarre by the day. It's just like. I think, what do you call it, Brian? Like a bodysuit or like a freaking, I, I don't know what it is. It's just. It's yeah, so, I guess it was a, but yeah, bodysuit. It, it, yeah. Shit. Yeah. I mean, she's, she's out there looking like a Christmas ornament. Like what the fuck? <laughs> oh my God. It's, it's really weird. Um, but yeah, so she's out there with that outfit and all she comes out again, golf claps guys. Like those cheers are getting already freaking going all the way freaking down just like that. I mean, it's it, again, guys, like, just look at the crowd. They're like, they're not Charlotte Flair. She's opening up her arms. Like, look at me. I'm the queen. I'm here. I'm live in Lexington, Kentucky. And people are just like, oh yeah, it's good to see you. Cool. Guys, it's like, go back and watch it. <laughs> that's what Lexington, Kentucky, yeah. that was their reaction. Like, it's just, you know, that, that's just, it tells you everything you need to know about what the crowd is fucking doing. Um, so yeah, so they talk the women's title match, of course. Um, you know, Waller is like fanboying and shit with Charlotte Flair. Like, uh, like she's, you know, they're trying to freaking like, she's the greatest thing since sliced bread, right? She's the best women's wrestler in the world. And like, you know, freaking, you know, Grayson Waller's playing the fanboy. And again, Grayson Waller, I mean, he's pretty, is pretty freaking funny. I will give him credit to that. Um, so yeah. And then Charlotte claims she already has Oscar's number as they're talking the match in two weeks, Bianca Belair interrupts. She's like, so let me get this straight. So She's like, so Adam Pierce says, I'm going to have my rematch. And then here you come along. You just jumped the line. And now you're getting this match in two weeks. She's like, am I tripping girl or am I tripping? <laughs> I freaking wrote Bianca Belair was on her game tonight in regards to her delivery, yep. man. Like this is the Bianca Belair that we need more of, bro. Like she was just, she was just on it. Like enough of this, like, oh, I'm happy to be here. I'm just happy to be the champion. And, you know, I'm the good, you know, the nice girl that comes and shows up to work. No, bitch, you're the EST. You are the frick. Bring that attitude. Bring that sass. Where's that NXT, you know, freaking, you know, persona? You know, we, you don't even go here. Like, where is that shit at, man? I freaking, if you guys don't know what right? that means, that was a, that was a line that she delivered when, she, when Charlotte Flair, hell, was on freaking NXT challenging Rhea Ripley, you know, Bianca Belair, it was part of the segment. She's like, girl, you don't even go here. Like, I fucking love it, man. I love that's, that's what makes the character fucking special. Absolutely. Keep doing that shit. Enough of this nice girl. Like, oh, I'm just happy to be your champion. I don't care what brand I'm on. No, that's not the character. Come on, man. That's what I want to see from Bianca. That was just, I love that shit, man. I love when Bianca, like she was just, this was the best promo I've seen her cut in a while. Like this was, this was a, this was a solid freaking promo from Bianca. Now everything else I'm going to get to in just a second here. So she, Charlotte Flair says the line starts and ends with me. Okay. She also says I am the champion with or without the title. Okay. <laughs> um, and again, listen, decent listen, regards of how weird these lines are, because these lines just sound just 
it doesn't make like the line starts and ends with me. Like, like really like who the fuck are we fooling here? She's like, I'm a champion with or without the title. That's just, that line just sounds so weird. Just saying it, but still (laughs) I give Charlotte credit and I give Bianca credit. This was a decent back and forth. And I've always said this about Charlotte. She's decent. She's good. She's good. You know, and we give her praise to when she is good. But again, guys, we're just not buying the fact that she is legit head and shoulders over everybody else. We're just not fucking buying it. Um, and then that's and then she's thrusted into this title picture every single fucking time, and it just feels fucking forced. And it and nobody's connecting. She's out there. She's cutting. She's supposed to be a baby face, and she's cutting like a. She, she, I don't. She's cutting like a. If what feels like a heel freaking promo, Brian. I don't know how you feel about it, but she's like she's out there. She's like. She's she her persona and her promo feels like a heel, yet she's supposed to be a baby face. She's on Twitter, freaking bashing fans, going turning heel on the fans. Like, what are you, Ashley Flair, Charlie Flair? What the fuck are you? This is why people don't give a shit about you, because you can't fucking connect. And when you can't fucking connect, no one's going to give a fuck. You're just going to keep getting this. You're just going to keep getting golf claps. And it's like, oh, it's just good to see you. That's all you're going to get. You know, are you a decent, are you decent? Are you good? Yes. Are you the greatest thing? Are you the greatest women's wrestler on this planet earth? Fuck no. Like, let's stop. Not even close. Not, not even freaking close. Thank you, Brian. Thank you. Um, she, and then Bianca Belair, she finishes off. She's listen, I'm done being patient. I am done playing with y'all. She claims that she is going to, that her title is coming back to her. And Bianca Belair walks off with her fucking sash. Like she's the shit. She's the EST. I love you. Now. Bianca Belair, man, freaking damn solid. You know, so she was like, listen, I'm the champion with or without the title. That was words of Charlotte. And then she goes, I don't have this in my notes, but she goes along to say like, you know, cause she, you know, Belair was like, you know, jabbing at her like, oh, you left. Like I never left. I stepped away, but I never left. Right. It's like, you know, and she kind of questions who Bianca Belair is as a champion or whatever. And then she goes along to say, like, girl, like, I am the longest reigning champion in the modern era. Put some respect on my name. So the back and forth was there. And I have some thoughts in regards to that, in regards to the, you know, what was given to them in this promo. But, Brian, I'll have you I'll have you uh, I'll have you express your thoughts on this segment, your thoughts on this Grayson Waller effect and your thoughts since you weren't here last week about Charlotte Flair being back and getting this title opportunity against Asuka. Uh, man, conflicted here. So, um, first I'll start with Bel Air. Um, yeah, she, man, she really delivered uh, last night. The promo, fucking solid, man. Uh, yeah, best, best I've seen her do in quite some time. Um, and yeah, I, I think she's she's planting the seeds of of a eventual heel turn here, mm-hmm. which. I'm on board with with that with with Bel Air, but what you're gonna do, um, what you're what you're gonna do then is you're gonna force Charlotte down the throat as the face, and it's not gonna people fucking are, work because yeah, uh, people are not gonna it, get behind her. <laughs> nope, nope, it, it's not it's not gonna work. Um, and, and then here here's a so so Bel Air, you know. Great, you know I, I, I'm I, I loved her promo. If she turns heel and just yeah, she needs to get that attitude that 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 um uh, I don't know what the the word is for it, but yeah, I, I really dug that. Fucking Charlotte Flair, man. There, there's a scene. Look, my favorite TV show of all time, The Wire. 
<laughs> there's a scene, and I can't remember the exact words, but anyway, the the uh, the lead detective calls in one of the uh, McNulty's his name. He's like, well, McNulty, I, you know, basically the effect of, I got two things here for you. This and this. And that's what I want to give to the McMahons and, and to Triple H. Like, right, yeah. Look, you, I, I could book the, the I, I know exactly what they're going to do here, man. They're, they're, Charlotte's going to beat Asuka. Yeah. God damn it. Um, they're, they're going to try to push Charlotte as, as the face and Belair as the heel in, in that feud. Um, or, or they're going to do wind up doing the triple threat here at, at the next pay per view, and it's going to be Asuka, Flair, and Belair. Yeah, which is equally garbage. One of the, one one of of the, the two. two. Yeah. Yep. And at the end of the day, who loses out? Fucking Asuka. Like yeah. every single time. And, and it's it's just it's not needed. Um, like, look, if if you want to tell a story right now of 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 Flair and Belair, and, and maybe and here here's what I would do, right? Flair and Belair, and Io and Asuka. Asuka still goes over; she's still the champion. Belair goes over on Flair, and then down the road you have Belair and Asuka fight again. But mm-hmm. yeah, you you just know they're putting the belt back on Flair, man, and it's it's bullshit. So Asuka gets this little you know couple month run. And now she's going to go to the back of the line because Flair's here, and, and this is her run. That's that's arguably – this is going to arguably be her last title run of her career, at least in WWE, I feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and this is what it is. And it's it's bullshit. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, and, and, and even with the heel turn, and I said this last week, like with, with Bianca, it's just regardless if they do – if she wins it against Asuka or they decide to do the triple threat with Bianca Belair involved, it's going to be the same result. Um, and, and that's what just, like, I, you know, Bianca Belair turning heel, you would think like, oh, snap, I'm on board because she kind of needs it. Her, you know, her, because the title reign was sure. stale when she was a baby face. So she kind of needs that cleanse. But when you put her with Charlotte Flair, and if you're going to involve Asuka, who's also playing another heel, who is pe- who are people going to cheer because it's not going to be Charlotte because she's going to get more disconnects it's already it already started this week in Lexington Kentucky last night yep. she's going to be more and more of a heel because people are not going to be on board with her being in this title picture once again it's a, it's it's a tremendous freaking it's this vicious cycle that we keep playing and you're going to have what three pretty much three heels <laughs> in this triple threat so like what fucking sense does that make so and, and, you know, I want to be excited about this heel turn or this potential heel turn of where they go. Who knows? They might just have freaking uh, Charlotte just win this title against Asuka straight up. Forget forget it being on a pay-per-view. She just loses, loses it on a fucking SmackDown. It's just every yep. time. And you notice, Brian, a trend, too, with Asuka. It's like every time Asuka always gets some type of momentum. Right? She's building some type of, you know, she's got this kind of character. She's She has this title. And then every single time, it's always Charlotte Flair to fucking come back and fucking... She defeated her undefeated streak at WrestleMania, which was fucking bullshit. Um, yep. She was stuck in a tag team with freaking Asuka, you know, just, you know, t- attached to the hip with her. 
as champion and it derailed her title reign because of that. And now here we are in this kind of persona and this kind of persona with Asuka as of late has just been weird. Um, it hasn't had the same effect since WrestleMania. And again, this is why I always say she should have won at fucking Mania. It was a little too late to win it at Night of Champions. And, and, yep. But this is where we are. And and no, nobody is, nobody's, you know, excited. Nobody's connecting. Nobody's intrigued of, of next week. They're just like, oh, let's just get this over with, man. Charlotte's going to win the fucking title. Let's just get this shit over with. That's what majority of people I'm sure are saying. And that's what sucks, man. They're not talking about the yep. title, the, the, the heel turn with Bianca. They're just like, let's just get this fucking shit over with. We know it's coming. Just give Charlotte Flair the freaking title so we can freaking rip and rant about this shit later. You know, it's just, <laughs> it's, it's, it sucks, man. And what also, and, and just Charlotte Flair is decent. She is a decent talent. She's a good talent. And But again, you, at some point, man, you have to go back to the drawing board because clearly she's not bringing in merchandise. Right, we talked about merchandise sales a couple months ago. She's not bringing in merchandise, like she's not drawing in numbers. Right, if you want to see, I mean, quarterly hours, like you know, where is she drawing in quarterly hours? I would love to know. Like, so where, how is she helping the company? You know, again, these are not my personal opinions, guys. These are just facts. So, but yeah, it's just it's just a shame. You know, Brian, we can rant about this for another two freaking hours, but we're we're just gonna sound like a freaking broken record, but. It's just, you know, for seven to eight years, man, this is what we've been doing. And we're just going to continue to do it all the way until freaking Charlotte Flair either ties her father's record, which is 16 title reigns, or hell, maybe even surpassing that. Who the fuck knows? But this is what we're doing for another year, two or three years down the road. And that's what gets me, man, is is this whole thing. Again, I, I agree with you. She's, yes, she is very good right it, it's hard to do this no matter who you are right she's very good is she rick flair good is she 16 time world champion good no and that is solely that that this this push to get her to that place is solely 100 percent on name alone and yeah. just that t- just that tied to the title Absolutely. Should she have, have multiple title reigns? Absolutely. It, it, given the the era she's been in the in, in women's wrestling, uh, should she we be talking about her having 14, 15, 16, 17 title reigns? No. No, we just shouldn't. Um there there have been many many women passed over, namely Asuka, numerous fucking times. Um that sorry, as far as in ring ability, Asuka's way better, way yeah. better. Neo Sky, um, freaking Bailey, freaking hell, Neo I'll throw Sky, a Becky Lynch in there, better. bro. I, you know, it's yeah, just like and and you, you know, want to you want to talk about like promo works and, and maybe you know the, the Japanese part of of Eo and Asuka. Look, Charlotte Flair ain't ain't cutting it up. She ain't Rocky out there, the Rock out there. Not you know, right. it's, I mean, it's she's, not. she's decent, but all right. Yeah. So yeah, what, man, it's it just, man. that's, that's the rub of it is, is yes, she's good. She's super talented. Um, but yeah, uh, uh, to, to keep pushing this and it's one of those things where I feel like we don't learn from recent history, man. Like, Oh, they don't care, man. You just they, said they not that care. long ago, this whole Roman Reigns thing, where for years you just tried to shove them down your throat. 
and you saw it wasn't working, but yet they continued and continued, and they're doing the same thing with Charlotte. Mm-hmm. Why? <laughs> Why? Uh, I don't know. It's ridiculous, man. It really is. But but let's move on. Uh, let's the sure. more we talk about this, the more we want to freaking drive our head through a through this freaking back wall here. So let's just move on and. Get uh, last, let me close out with this too. Grayson Waller still fucking irrelevant. So, yes. Oh my! I forgot to mention that. Like Grayson Waller, once again, it's just like just in the freaking just just in the back, just being fucking overshadowed by all of this shit. When th- this dude yeah. should be. I understand if you want to do this Grayson Waller effect shtick, then fine. That's really cool. I like the freaking. I like Grayson Waller. He's got something going, but like, that's all he is, dude. It's just a. It's just a talk show host. That's his fucking gimmick. He well, just, he's just not doing like anything. he's not even. They're not even using it. Think about anything you've ever ever seen, where it's been like Piper's Pit or Miz TV or yep. any wrestler that's ever had the segment, right? They are the main attraction of the segment, right? I mean, yes, you bring out another star or something, but but they are running the segment. Grayson Waller is not. He's, he's not running. He's an afterthought. He's just out there. He's just yeah. yeah. Exactly. Exactly, man. Well said. Very, very well said. Up next, we have a mixed tag match this is aj styles and mia yim versus carrion cross and the beautiful scarlet bordeaux um scarlet drags styles by the hair it's just uh styles was in a pinning position on cross scarlet is pretending to be sexy and shit she's like kind of doing what sable would do freaking back in the day like trying to flirt with freaking <laughs> right. aj styles and freaking aj styles just takes off the glove he shows the ring and this was the best part of the freaking match just takes off the freaking glove and says I'm married, bitch. <laughs> Fucking loved it. The most entertaining part of the freaking match by far. Yeah. Um, Mia Yim takes out Scarlet. Cross, uh, Carrying Cross locks in the cross jacket. Plus, it looked like a reverse power slam or looked like a new type of finisher for freaking uh, for Carrying Cross. Michael Cole, and they didn't even announce what the hell the move even is. Uh, um, it, it was like a reverse power slam as, you know, AJ Styles lands face first. And Cross and Scarlet win the match. The match, guys, was two fucking minutes. I could have been on board with this, but again, can you give me more than two fucking minutes? Wasn't that I, I mean, short? is that so hard I mean, to fucking like? I, I, like, dude, like, I listen. I know carrying Cross. People don't like the freaking dude. They just can't get. They just don't. They think the character's stupid. They just. They want to just see. They. They. They rather see people in their in their tight shorts and their tight tights doing a bunch of fucking gymnastic fucking, you know, jumping bullshit and not, and carrying cross where this dude is actually a character. This, this smoke and mirrors type of character where you can freaking you, you, you can freaking make a huge part of your company and they're not fucking doing it. Sure. They won the match, but who is talking about him after the show? You're not because the match was yeah. two fucking minutes. You can only do so much when you get two fucking minutes of TV time, that's it. It's just this tandem has been, this tandem has been getting the short end of the stick. And we wonder why people don't feel as such with this team, because the company is not backing them. They don't give a shit wanting to get creative for them. And it's fucking bullshit. And I'm going to explain why, as I'm going to get to freaking LA night in just a second, it kind of ties all in that together. But Brian, your thoughts about this mixed tag. Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of feel the same. I, I could be on board with the, with the tag, but you know, that's short of a match. And yeah, I, I just don't get where they're going with Karrion Cross. I've 
you know, spoken highly about him and Scarlet and their their whole the persona, the character, the the entrance, the music, uh, all of it. I mean, it 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 works. Um, yeah. So I mean, yeah, they pick up the win. But again, I mean, could could the OC be any more irrelevant? I oh mean, AJ God. Styles and Mia Yim lose this match. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you have um, Gallows and uh, Anderson taken out in what a minute and a half, two minutes. I mean, Jesus Christ! Like, yeah, <laughs> all right, thanks for coming back, AJ, yeah, for, no, for this garbage. The fuck, man! It's just like yeah. people just and and nobody says anything, bro. Nobody says a word. I, I, it's, it's just, it's so fucking weird how nobody calls this shit out. N- like nobody, <laughs> like n- nobody is like, is bothered by these, these people. Like even AJ Styles, if you don't like carrying cross fine, but what about also AJ Styles? He's in this segment for two fucking minutes. You don't hear shit from him at all in this fucking, in the show. So yep. again, make it make sense, man. It's just, it makes, oh my God, bro. And you notice how with Karrion Cross and their entrance, they don't even want to bother even showing the full fucking entrance. They they come back from commercial. They're already halfway down the ramp. They're, they're in picture in picture during the fucking entrance. Can I see this beautiful, good freaking entrance from start to fucking finish to get it's people watching one of the better ones in wrestling, yeah. Right, but that's yeah. what I'm saying. It's about the entrance. How can you get captivated with an entrance when you're in fucking picture in picture, for fuck's sake, dude? And you come back from commercial, you're already halfway through the ramp, and you go back and you rewatch the, the, the match or the show, and you're like, damn, nobody saw the fucking entrance? Like, <laughs> right. like what the fuck are we doing? It's just, my God, man. Fuck, that is frustrating. But moving on. Moving on. And, and like I said, all of this ties into this very next segment as we're going to get into here. Uh, Rey Mysterio, his music hits, he enters the ring, talks about being proud about reforming the LWO, and he brings out Santos Escobar. Santos Escobar, of course, is part of the Money in the Bank ladder match, showing love for Rey Mysterio. He's like, listen, you inspire me. You know, he says, I love you to the dude. And like, he says some stuff in Spanish. Like he says like a speech in Spanish. And like, mm-hmm. and here's... Here's what's funny about this, right? You would think they would have this type of promo where they're cutting a, a, a freaking a promo in Spanish or in another different language, right? And it's it's in Spanish and like people can connect to it if it's the, in the right town, if it's in the with the right people. They're in Lexington, Kentucky. Do you think like does is anybody like bro like listen to the freaking crowd? It's just like he's cut like Santos Escobar, he's speaking in Spanish, and the crowd is like they take him a few seconds and they're just like, oh, yeah, good. Hey Jimmy, did you did you know what he said? Did you you took, you took what? Class he don't school. drink Bud Light, does he? <laughs> <laughs> it's like hey, you took Spanish class back in freshman year, didn't you? Yeah, but the, it was only like for a day. Like I don't even know hi or hello. Like, well, fuck, dude, I don't know what he said. Like, what did he say, man? Like. For, Really? You're going to cut a, 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 a Spanish type of like promo in Lexington, Kentucky? Like, guys, what, what are we doing? I, I just had to bring that up. I'm sorry. Yeah, That's just- I actually, I don't mind it because, well, yes, I, I mean, I, I could understand like maybe every third to fifth word maybe. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm just- <laughs> you know, that, that's on the Lexington, Kentucky audience, man. Pull your head yeah. out of your ass. Right. <laughs> like, but the, <laughs> right. But the, like, cause like, 
I don't know. It's just like, I'm laughing about it, like in a joking way, but at the same time, I'm like, at least like have a crowd, like a, when you, if you're going to do that. Yeah, no, I hear you for a live crowd. Yeah. For a live crowd. People are just yeah. like, oh, okay. Yeah. That's okay. What, what did he say? <laughs> right. Yeah. No, I mean, at the end of the day, right. like, I guess it's whatever, but still, it's just like, I feel bad for Lexington to Kentucky. They're trying to get captivated by a segment. They don't even know what the fuck this dude's saying. It's just, I don't know. It's just, but it was funny at the same time. I'm just like, the crowd is just like, what the fuck's going on? Uh, but yeah, that was just, that was just really funny. Um, so yeah, so Escobar is showing love for Mysterio, shows his love and appreciation for him. He says he's going to, at Money in the Bank, he's going to fight for him and everyone else with the dream, right? Um, LA Knight interrupts. The guy doesn't say anything. He just walks straight up to Rey Mysterio and just fucking shoves his ass. And then, and then the fight is on, the brawl is on, and this leads into a match between LA Knight and Santos Escobar. Um, LA Knight tries to use the ring ropes in a roll-up. However, Escobar counters with a roll-up of his own and wins the match via the awe-inspiring, the ultra-devastating... Stay with me. Roll up. Finish. There it is. I mean, if if this dude is going to win money in the bank, LA Knight is who I'm referring to, then can we not make this dude look like a fucking geek to get there? <laughs> like, if this dude is going to win money in the bank, then fuck, man. What are we doing with this, bro? He's getting rolled up. Like, how long? I didn't even time this match. I didn't even bother to even time this match as soon as I freaking got up to use the bathroom this freaking match was over um like i mean this dude la night even with the crowd behind him even without the machine behind him this dude has been freaking over and for some yep. odd reason this company i i don't know if they're just like if they're sabotaging this dude because he's just that over because the machine didn't create this character, like they didn't create Karrion Cross, and because they didn't build them like a Charlotte Flair or a Roman Reigns. So, you know, because Seth they're not, Rollins. Seth Rollins, exactly right. Freaking Becky Lynch, because the machine's not behind the character. So let's play sabotage with this fucking character. People like Io Shirai, Io Sky, and let's just make them look like fucking nerds, like fucking geeks. And and he attacks freaking Escobar after the match. So it's like, oh, well, he attacked him after the match and he stood tall at the rampway. Are you fucking kidding me, dude? He got rolled the fuck up. Like, who? Oh, my God. It's just, Brian, <laughs> help me. Help me. Why, why, do, we, so, why do we do this every fuck? Uh, yeah. I, I don't understand. Like, it's just, is this company that petty to where the LA, this LA Knight character, like, I, I don't get it. It's just like, who the fuck, like, why can't you just give this dude something? You don't even have to put him in a title picture. Just make him relevant. Like, oh my God, man, this fucking company, I swear to God. I, I have no more words, Brian. Your thoughts in regards to this, uh, this, this segment in this match with LA Knight and Escobar. So, well, let me start with this first, as far as WWE and, yeah, the L.A. Knight thing. And, you know, I've stated on here before, and, and I think it's been proven throughout. There, there's been there's enough, um, you know, examples where, yeah, WWE is just not. If they, if Vince, and now I guess, you know, Triple H, uh, more so than ever, did not 
create this and 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 give you the stamp and push you to the moon you're you're not going to be the guy and and we can go la night right now eo sky um cody rhodes aj styles um you know carrying cross you know i could go on and on and on um and if you want to go back in the day uh, Kofi Kingston, Daniel Bryan. Mm-hmm. Now, eventually, they they got there. Yeah. Um, I can only really think of Daniel Bryan was really the only one to me they gave a legit yeah. shot to because even Kofi, I mean, yeah. he goes I mean, out there and gets to Kofi. I mean, the way that they ended his yeah, title reign was bullshit. I mean, he he gets squashed by Brock Lesnar in eight seconds. Like that's right. That's what I mean. Outside yeah. of that, I thought. I mean, he, I I thought the the moment of when he won the title was fine, but it's like, yeah, I mean, can, can oh, the moment, dude, yeah, the moment was great. Yeah. yeah, but the way he lost the but, title to Brock in eight seconds, like, yeah, fu- that was fucking ridiculous. Yeah, it's just yeah. Weird. So yeah, I, I I don't know. Again, it's it's uh, all I can think of is just um, it's one of those things where it's ego, it's and which has always been in wrestling, ego manipulation, backstabbing, drama, politics, whatever, man. politics. Yeah, um, but to me, like again, I, when, when you see the crowd reaction and and the wrestlers have gotten themselves over without you, why are you holding them back? Why? <laughs> I, I don't I don't get it. The pettiest fuck, man, because they yeah. did not create them. That's just that's just all it is. That's everything you need to know because they yep. WWE suits and ties did not create this character, you know, because yep. they they made a name for themselves outside of this company and they don't like that shit. They just don't like it. People like L.A. Knight, Karrion Cross, Asuka, EO Sky, the list go Cody Rhodes. The list goes on and on and on. And and, and it's to the point where it, it's ridiculous because they're they're cutting off their nose despite their face. Like yeah. like okay, I mean they they sure and I guess that that's why we go back to they don't have to care anymore because while they yeah they they could make you know millions and whatever and merchandise and LA Knight or, or you know EO Sky or whatever if they gave them the ball, but they already have so much it doesn't matter. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And now we finally get to. I'm sorry. The main I'm, sorry. I'm sorry. Back to the match itself. I'm, yeah. yeah I, I apologize. I got off on a rant there. No, you're, but, good. Um, you're good. Yeah. The, the match I saw, I, I think these are going to be the two last competitors in the Money in the Bag match. Um, I was thinking yeah, LA Knight and, yeah. and Priest, but I think I wouldn't be surprised if like Bad Bunny, LWO get involved somehow to take Priest out. Um, and, and I think it could be Escobar and LA Knight that are the last two. Um, I was thinking Logan yeah, Paul, yeah. too. I was thinking Logan Paul could somehow insert himself into that shit, too. Yeah, yeah, true. I don't true. know why. It's just like, I, I don't know. That just came into my head. I read something about that on Twitter. I'm like, I, I mean, I, I'm going to save that. <laughs> I'm going to save that for, for, <laughs> for, for Monday Night Raw because he is going to return on Raw uh, for this past Monday. So I, I'm going to save that when, when, we, when we get there. But But yeah, man, so... Right on. With all of that being said, it is now finally time to get into this main event segment. Where does Jay Uso lie? Who will he choose? Well, let us find out right now. Roman Reigns, the tribal chief, the head of the table, Mr. A Thousand Days, Mr. Roman Three Belts. As by the way, he was backstage. He has all three belts, by the way. He still has that blueberry <laughs> title. He still has the WWE title and this new universal title, this gold title, whatever the fuck he's got around his waist. 
He comes right. out with all those titles and all with Paul Heyman and Solo, and his music hits and enters the ring. Jey Uso wastes no time. He hits the ring as well right after. Roman asks simply, are you in or are you out? Jay says it's either him, pointing to Paul Heyman, or it's me. And then, you know, freaking, and then Roman Reigns goes on to say, listen, it was meant, I was meant for us to get to the promised land. You were supposed to keep us here. And, and he tells Jay that he, that he's meant to lead. Like you were meant to lead, but just, just not yet, you know, just not yet. Um, and he says, the problem is your brother, Jimmy, Jimmy Uso, Jimmy Uso. And you knew this was happening. As, as soon as Jimmy Uso's name was mentioned, here he is, he interrupts and he walks down the rampway. And he says, the problem is not your brother. It's our cousin, Is in words of Jimmy Uso. Jimmy says to Jay that, listen, he's just using you, man. Like, it's clear as day. Like, you're going to choose him over me. Like, I'm your brother. Like, come on, man. Like, what are we doing here? The crowd chants Uso. Roman goes on to say, they weren't saying that 10 years ago. Took you 10 years to even get to WrestleMania. So he's attracting oh. Just freaking I love. Again, as much as I don't like the fact that he's still holding on to this title, Again, it, it's, I still love this character. I love everything about how yep, he just yep. delivers and holds himself into this character. So he's like, listen, you can be, you can't be a tribal chief. He's just talking to Jey Uso. His attention is turned back to Jey Uso. You can't be a tribal chief and a twin at the same time. You know, Roman claims that, and, and this is where it gets juicy right here. Roman claims that Jimmy was unhappy about Jay being the right-hand man to the bloodline. Like, and he goes to Paul Heyman, like, wise man, who was the first person that wasn't on board with it? And then slowly Paul Heyman turns his head over to Jimmy Uso. And now Jay, turn, Jay Uso turns his attention to Jimmy. And now he's just freaking furious. He's like, is that true? And Jimmy Uso's like, yeah, it's true, man. And freaking Jay, Jay just goes, he gets extremely furious. He just goes off. And he was like, so you've been doubting me this whole time? Like, you know, it's like, oh, guess what? Why? Because you're the older brother. Like, the older brother knows best, right? You know, and he's like, listen, I've had to carry your ass when you were hurt. I was the right-hand man freaking main eventing, you know, all these shows and WrestleMania while you were on the shelf being hurt, you know, going all the line. And Roman Reigns is just in the background just loving the shit. He's laughing. He's smiling and smirking like the egotistical fucking asshole that he is. I fucking love that shit. Um, freaking so... And then Jay simply says, you know, he tells Jimmy Uso straight up. He says, you know, so with all that being said, Jimmy, you're out. And I'm out too. And boom, he hits freaking Roman with a freaking super kick. Turns around, delivers that super kick. Jimmy's speechless. Like he legit did not know that that was going to happen at all. Freaking Solo's in shock. Freaking Roman's laid out. Freaking Heyman is in distraught. The Usos take out Solo Sokoa. Roman is slowly getting back to his feet. This dude is furious. Like, like he's like he's still selling the super kick and he's furious. And, and like he's just just going on a tantrum. Like he's just screaming and yelling. Like the freaking again, like the like the egotistical freaking asshole that he is. And then with and for good measure. The Usos deliver a double super kick, dropping Roman once again. Roman sells the fuck out of it. I mean, this dude just drops like a ton yep. of bricks and just freaking falls, dude. I mean, the, I mean, I mean, no pun intended, but like Roman sold that shit like the fucking champion that he is. That was fucking great. The selling, the it was just awesome. Um, the Usos stand tall as guys. The bloodline is officially 
it's officially done. There's no You're more done. bloodline. No it coming is, back it from is that. Done for two plus years later, this this the end of an era has come to an end with this with this faction. As the Uso stand tall, the bloodline of, is officially ends, and SmackDown goes off the air. And I will add this: after the show, when when SmackDown goes off the air, Roman Reigns he's left middle of the ring. He's slowly coming back to his feet. And the crowd is just chanting, you deserve it. You deserve it. So, yeah, freaking again, man, what is what is their need to say? Let, let me let me give let me give a cheers for, for this. Shit. I, I mean, what else? Again, Brian, we said this two weeks ago and I'm going to say it now. What else is there need to say? And, 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 and I'm going to just really say this because I'm not going to waste my time about how great everybody was and how great this segment was because I'm just going to sound like a broken record because we've been saying that now ever since we've started this platform in this podcast. But here's what I will say. And Brian, I'm going to send this off to you. I just wish that everything in regards to this show had the same type of feel. You know what I mean? Like everybody, like like people like L.A. Knight, like freaking Bianca Belair, people like Asuka, stuff that Santos Escobar and, and LWO that are a part of. And they've been a part of, they were a part of some cool stuff at Backlash because it was Puerto Rico and I get all of that. But yeah. from top to bottom, man, this show, it's just, it's just still so inconsistent, you know? And I, I just wish that we had storylines like this that were, Maybe not to the same level, but somewhere in the same hemisphere, the same, you know, freaking hemisphere or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, yeah, yeah. there's just still so much wrong with this company. And the only thing that this company has left to fall back on is the story, you know, and, and I'm going to say a little bit more, but that's the main thing I kind of wanted to just get off my chest, man. I just wish from top to bottom, we, we wouldn't have to wait until the main event to get some captivating good shit. You know what I'm saying? It's just, it's just like every single SmackDown, it's just like, all right, when's the bloodline coming out? Like, let's just jump right into it. Like, I don't, I don't care yep. about anything else. Like, and, but that's the, and that's the problem, man. I want to show from top to freaking bottom where I'm on the edge of my seat. And I want to know what happens next week, not just with the bloodline, but with Bianca Belair, with LA Knight, with, with freaking LWO, with the tag titles involved. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, we're, but we're yep. not getting that. And once this is over, like, what are they going to have? Nothing. And that's the problem. Yeah. Like, Ryan, your, your final, your, your thoughts, man, on this segment before we get in, into our top five list here. Yeah, I'll change it up a little bit too, because I'll sound like a broken record as well, man. I, I just want to say, man, you know, now that I'll ever hear it, but Roman Reigns, Jimmy Uso, Jay Uso, Paul Heyman, uh, Solo Sokoa now. Fucking, as a wrestling fan, man, like, just thank you guys so much. Because this is literally, this is why I watch, man. Like, it's that right there. That is why. Um, and, yep. and and they've done it for over two years now. It hasn't been over, th I don't even know. Like, so so damn long. It's, pretty, it's um, been three years, pretty much ever since yeah, the over three years. Roman Reigns feud when it yeah. started when roman reigns first won the title yeah that's pretty much when it started so yep three years so man. i mean and and man it just yeah yeah just as a wrestling fan man i mean just thank you really legitimately mm -hmm. um because yeah what an awesome segment i mean 
fucking Jay Uso had me there for a second, man. I was like, damn it, you know, they're <laughs> give him an Oscar, bro. Like, you know, this out again. He's gonna go with Roman, and yeah. maybe then Rikishi comes in or something. I don't know, but oh, the fucking super kick, man. God damn it, it was so good. <laughs> it was so good, man. Yeah. Um. So yeah, beautiful last segment. Um. Obviously, as we already knew, it, you know, it was gonna wind up being the Usos, uh, you know, against Roman and Solo. Um, when we're getting that, um, I, I would say, I hope they don't rush it and do it at Money in the Bank. So, yeah, I would say I hope I hope or Rumble, you know. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and that's and that's and I'm going to get back to you in just a second before we do get into this list here, you know. And that's why I mentioned last week about, you know, there's ways where you can kind of prolong this in regards to the bloodline. Cause to me, I feel like there's still so much story that could be told here. Now I understand all James, but it's been going on for three years. It's just like, guys, like, are you kidding me, dude? Like that, that's what people's excuses. Oh, well it's going on for three years. Why should it need to continue to keep going? Our, Our guys, come on, man. Like that's the excuse that you have for me guys. Stop. Because, listen, we kind of had a feeling, Brian, that this was the Usos were going to stand shoulder to shoulder and turn on Roman, that Jey Uso was going to make his his decision and align with his brother. We knew that. And and listen, I'm not complaining because this shit was done so fucking just so well freaking done. So I have no complaints in that. Obviously, I would have a different approach in how you could get there. In, re- in regards to the Usos aligning back together and turning on Roman. And this is where I'm also going to end with this, because I'm going to leave it at that. There's, you know, I said about maybe, you know, another way you can go is that Jay aligns himself with Roman. You can still tell that story of him turning on Roman and aligning himself with the Usos. You can kind of broad that and make it into a bigger stage. And like you said, Brian, not wasted at a money in the bank pay-per-view. You know what I mean? Yeah. It just, it just, it's just really weird. But here's why I'll end it with this. I know I sound like a broken record, man, but this title to me, the one that Roman Reigns is holding on to, it just, it's not needed. It's just not fucking needed. It's just being overshadowed. Guys, what has Roman Reigns done since WrestleMania that needs this title involved? He hasn't even defended, I want to say, since freaking WrestleMania. Is that correct, Brian? He hasn't really defended Um... that title at all. Unless I'm forgetting a title defense since then. He was in the title. He was in the tag title or the tag title match at Night of Champions. He wasn't right, at Backlash. Right. So he so, hasn't yeah, defended yeah. the title. So why why yeah. is it needed? You know, Cody Rhodes could have used that shit traveling to freaking Puerto Rico, to traveling to England, to traveling to Austria, you know, all of these places, especially with this feud with Brock Lesnar, that would have made more sense in that feud. You know? And even with the Usos, right? To me, the Usos, them, because what made this special is that it, the title doesn't even need to be involved because they, it's like a burden was taken off of their shoulders. It's just like they're free. They no longer have to be held hostage with this egotistical yep. tribal chief that is Roman Reigns. And to me, that's, that's bigger than a title. Because that's the story told. Like, they're free. They no longer have to listen to their egotistical freaking cousin telling them what to do every single freaking week. It's like, a, and now they can just be the Usos of who they always knew that they could be without Roman Reigns. And that's what it is, man. You don't need this fucking title. The Uso, the, the title, the title victory for them is leaving this fucking group. 
and finishing it off and and pay and the payoff is when they beat Roman and Solo in a tag or whatever, however they want to do it. That's the payoff. They don't need right. this title, nor do they need to even go after this fucking title. Because they because guys, they're nor should they be winning this title. They shouldn't be going after, nor should they even win this fucking title. I know how much we love the Usos. We like Jay. We like Jimmy. They have no business winning a world championship. Yeah, the a title's not team, the story here. A, right. A tag team wrestler yeah, has yeah. no business winning this fucking title. If it was not Drew McIntyre, if it was not Cody Rhodes, if it was not all of these people, was it wasn't Edge, if it wasn't all of these people, you're telling me a tag team wrestler is gonna do it? For three plus years, these guys, stop. It's just, it doesn't make sense, at least into that regard. But outside of that, man, beautiful. This is yep. this is beautiful. Brian, you, you hit the nail on the head. This is why we watch professional wrestling because of shit like this. Brian, before we get into our list, your final, your final thoughts in regards to this segment. Yeah, man. Um, I mean, still, I, I think they obviously got to go back and, and touch on... The fact that I guess Jimmy really did object to Jay, you know, becoming becoming the successor. So obviously they're going to still tell that, and Roman and Solo will try to, and Heyman, of course. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, just as, as far as SmackDown, you know, and and where SmackDown's headed outside of the bloodline, yeah, I don't know. Um, well, I do know Charlotte's going to be world uh, your women's champion. That sucks. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, uh, LA Knight, I'm, I hope he wins money in the bank. Um, I, I'm, I'm optimistic about that as well, but uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's the bloodline, <laughs> um, but they deliver every freaking time, man. So, uh, gosh, I, I don't know. You know, you gotta eat shit sometimes to, <laughs> to get the payoff, I guess. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. So we'll 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 continue to discuss this in regards to you know what happens at Money in the Bank. Do they have this match at Money in the Bank? Do they prolong this to SummerSlam? Well, we're soon gonna find out. But guys, an era has officially ended. The bloodline is officially done. What happens next remains to be seen. Let us finally get into this top five list. Uh, we are gonna go through this as quick and as painless as possible for everybody. Um, of course, if you guys know this top five list, everybody is free game in regards to WWE, AEW, New Japan, Pro Wrestling. Everybody is free game in regards to this list. This list always changes week to week, and we always have fun with it um, you know, every single week when we do this list. And, of course, we put personal bias aside, and we, you know, we put uh, wrestlers on this list for justified reasons of who is being pushed, who has the momentum, et cetera, et cetera. But let's not waste any more time. Brian, I'll have you start with your honorable mentions. And your top five, my man. The floor is yours. Take it away. So I'm going to keep my mind short this week, too. Um, I'll start with uh, Ilya Dragunov. Um, He's my first honorable mention. Um, I I just like what he's been doing um, for for months now. Uh, I I hope um, he's not just taking L's to Corbin. Um, I I think that is just killing his – or would kill his momentum. Um, but we'll see. Um, but outside of that, he, he gets an honorable, honorable mention for me. Um, and the second one, man, uh, look, hasn't even had a match, but I'm fucking tuning in tonight, man. And, and, and he's managed to, to stay in the conversation for months 
having not wrestled him. So CM Punk, baby. Um, yeah, uh, I, I'm excited to see him return. We'll see, you know, check back in in, in three months, two to three months. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> Dude, that's fortunate, but hey, um, we'll see. Yeah, no, you're right. But two, two to three months yeah. is kind of pushing it, but yeah. Uh, so my first, uh, my number five uh, this week, I'm going to give it to Bianca Belair. Um, you know, I've, I've kind of been down on her uh, recently. Um, you know, I, there, there's not much to point to within her title reign, but I, I felt like that promo she delivered, um, she she recaptured what what she had before or, or what 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 drew us to her before and i liked it man um so i hope she takes that and runs with it um if it's a heel turn uh you know she's got coming uh i'm on board for that too um so my number four is gonna be paul Heyman. <laughs> the wheezy little weasel little bastard that he is man um just all through Monday night and last night, um, just trying to, uh, you know, manipulate Jay. Um, just the way he tells a story with his face. Um, he's <laughs> he's a legend in this business, man. And, uh, yeah, I mean, he's – this arguably, this is probably the best work of his career. Um and and the the man started a wrestling company, a pretty damn good one. So, uh, yeah, he's doing fantastic. Uh, my number three, MJF. Um, I mentioned this week, um, dude. Right now, I, you know, I get Roman Reigns, and Roman Reigns is the the leader of the wrestling industry as a whole. But I think right now, given age and, and you take in all the intangibles, MJF is the best professional wrestler in the world right now. Um, yeah, just, get, you know, I, I, you know, we talked about his match that he had. I, I would have preferred more of a story told, but the match between him and Cole was just outstanding. Um, his work of the crowd, his work in ring. His work on the mic, just everything. He is the total package of what a professional wrestler is. And Absolutely. and we haven't even seen his best yet. And that's yeah. dude. I mean yeah. wait until wait until this guy's like thirty to thirty-five. Oh, Holy God. shit, man. <laughs> yeah. So so he's my number three. Um my number two. How can it be anybody else? But Roman Reigns, Tribal Chief, um, again, just continuing to tell the story, you know, forcing Jay to, to choose. And, well, he chose. And uh, and Roman got uh, two super kicks for it. So, um, yeah, just his whole interaction throughout, um, but the promo and just the story overall uh, is, is fantastic. Um, and obviously, I, I don't think there's any doubt. Uh, the Usos, I, I could say Jay, but really it's both of them. Maybe Jay with a slight edge just because it was his decision to make ultimately. But man, um, 
the story they told last night and that they have been over the last, you know, two, three, four weeks, um, it, it's, it, you know, I, I say MJF is the, is the best professional wrestler in the world right now. This is the best story in professional wrestling right now. And it has been for quite some time. And mm-hmm. yeah, that that's why the bloodline fills our top five week to week, man. Uh, Cause you can't avoid it. <laughs> So, yeah, that's my top five. Uh, number one, the Usos. Two, Roman. Three, MJF. Four, Paul Heyman. And five, Bianca Belair. Very nice, Brian. Very, very nice indeed. And now it is time to get to my honorable mention and my top five. I'm going to jump straight into it right here. My first honorable mention is Adam Cole. Um, tremendous freaking solid match that he put against MJF this past Wednesday. Um, Adam Cole, just, you know, we, we all know how talented the dude, the dude is. Um, I have questions about where he leads to in regards to this, you know, I guess you can say feud or whatever it is he's got going on with MJF. I mean, who knows? It's not a guarantee. I feel like it's not even a guarantee that he's going to be facing MJF at Wembley stadium. Especially again, I don't trust Tony Khan right, right. building up a freaking title match for two over two months. But outside of that, um, probably the best, probably one of the probably the best match of this week was was that match with uh, with MJF. So with that, Adam Cole deserves his praise. Adam Cole, baby, right? So so Adam <laughs> Cole deserves his love this week. Uh, my next honorable mention is Zoe Starks. Um, you know, Zoe Starks. He, she actually had a little cool back and forth with Becky Lynch. There was a moment in that in that promo where she just started randomly just screaming. I mentioned that on the Monday Night Raw review um, not too long ago. However, she de- she she rebound from that and she really delivered the promo very well. The way she was delivering, the way she the way it came out, they're telling the crowd to shut up. I just freaking love that. So Zoe Starks was on mm-hmm. her A game outside of that whole screaming and yelling shit. She rebound very well. And I do see some some, you know, there's potential in, in, in the woman. I'm not going to lie. Um, so I want to see what she continues to do with this whole Trish Stratus thing, uh, whether they have the match at freaking Money in the Bank or SummerSlam. I think Zoe Starks has been, you know, in her role, has been telling her role beautifully, and I think she's been doing a tremendous job since she's been attached to the hip with Trish Stratus as the character just makes sense in that regard. Uh, my next honorable mention is Seth Rollins. As much as I hate this freaking character, Brian, and that's why this list is a thing, I put personal bias aside. I got to give credit where credit is due. Seth Rollins, you know, in that promo with with Finn Balor, the dude, you know, and, and I will give, you know, Seth Rollins has always been like this, man. He's always been very consistent on the microphone. He's always been very consistent on putting on a decent yeah. segment. I think the character still, it still does not make any sense to me. It still doesn't really connect with majority of fans, but it doesn't take anything away of how good the the guy is and the way he delivers the promo, you know, calling Finn Balor a little bitch and testing what Finn, what Finn Balor am I going to see at money in the bank or whatever. Um, so, so damn props for Seth Rollins. Um, of course, you know, you know, he's got his title match with, with freaking Braun breaker this coming NXT as we'll, we'll talk more about that this coming week. But, um, and my next honorable mention is Bianca Belair um, just for how, the again, just the 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 feels of that old EST from NXT was in that freaking promo against Charlotte yep. Flair. She delivered everything beautifully. Um, you know, I just hope to God that they just do it well and it just 
Charlotte Flair winning the title just doesn't overshadow it. I'm praying and hoping to God. But for this week, man, we got a taste of what Bianca Belair is truly capable of and really connecting with the crowd. And, you know, it's just like, this is the Bianca Belair that we need to continue to freaking see. Uh, and she could yep. do that as a baby face too. It's not like she has to do that as a heel. Um, you for know, sure, so there's a million sure. ways that you can do this with Bianca, but again, enough of this. I'm happy to be here. Shtick. I just, I'm happy to, regardless of what title I have, whether it's SmackDown or raw, no, this is the freaking Bianca Belair we need to see for the test of time. So, and now it's time for my top five at number five is CM Punk. That's right, guys. Phil Brooks, CM Punk himself. Uh, and I know, man, the guy hasn't wrestled a match. The guy hasn't done shit. Well, I mean, guys, whether we like it or not, the dude's been the talk of this uh, of the wrestling world this week. He's going to make his debut tonight. We're, we'll see how that plays out. If there's going to be any, you know, give it a month or two and, and see if people will still be drawing and tuning into Punk. But as of right now, man, freaking Punk right now is the talk of the wrestling world. Um and, and, and for that, you know, people are going to be, I'm sure, tuning in to see this dude. And at least for this week, Brian, you know, I, I got to call it like it is, man. So people are, you know, so yep. again, we'll, 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 we'll talk, we'll talk about uh, AW collision when we, uh, when we get to it this coming week or that, yeah, this coming week of, uh, of episodes coming up. So that is number five at number four. I have pretty deadly. Like I mentioned early on, man, this, this team pretty deadly has, they have something. And, and if the, if the machine can, can, can stay behind them and they continue to allow them to do their shtick. Keep, keep having them do the cool, you know, cheatery shit that they do in their matches. Keep doing that shit. And, 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 you know, are they going to win the tag titles in two weeks? I don't know. I I wouldn't bet my money on it, but at least for this week, man, and the way that, and I got a, a really good glimpse of how they cut promos together in that segment after they won that gauntlet match. And there's something there, man. Uh, I, again, I just like tag teams feeling like an actual freaking tag team and pretty deadly. They won the gauntlet match and they're facing the tag tie. This was their week. Um, so pretty deadly is at number four. Number three is MJF himself, your AEW world champion. Um, everything about that match with Adam Cole was just freaking awesome. Uh, I mean, doing the whole Ric Flair shtick. The Macho Man elbow, freaking Vince was right, freaking elbow pad that he had on. Just everything that this guy yep. does, man, is just fucking awesome. Um, it really, really is. You know, it, it's just like, <laughs> it's just, there's no, again, I sound like a broken record as well when it comes to MJF. The guy just freaking gets it. Um, and that, in this match, again, you know, he goes out there and he just reminds you of how good of a wrestler he actually is. So MJF deserves his praise as he is number three. Number two, I have Roman Reigns, the tribal chief himself. Um, Again, regardless of how I feel about him holding the title, is regardless of how I feel that Cody Rhodes should be holding on to this title, that this title is not needed for this story, Roman Reigns continues to deliver every single time he is on your fucking television screen because he is that damn good. Um, every, I mean, just every, his mannerisms, the selling of the super kick as he's getting back to his feet, screaming at the Usos. It's just everything that this dude has been doing for two to two to three fucking years has been spot freaking on. And this week was just no different. And at number yep. one, number one for my top five is the Usos. 
I mean, who else would it be, Brian? I mean, I mean, honestly, I think it would it be was. a crime. It would be a crime of itself if the Usos were not at the top of this list, man. Both Jimmy and Jay pretty much officially back together once again. We were unsure. I mean, obviously, we kind of knew what the outcome is going to be. But storytelling wise, you know, there was a chance that they could, you know, Jay could turn on his brother. But now they are officially back as the back as the Usos. And this was their week, man. They are officially free. The burden is, re- is has you know released off of their shoulders, and now it's the Usos and the and Roman Reigns and Solo Sokoa. You can add them in there as well, coming head on, moving into Money in the Bank as well into SummerSlam, just putting on another beautiful fucking segment last night. And that is my top five. At number five, I have CM Punk, Phil Brooks. At number four, I have Pretty Deadly. At number three is MJF. Number two is your tribal chief, Roman Reigns. And at number one are the Usos. And that is my top five list for this week. That is going to do it for another episode uh, for today, guys. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Again, I had no idea that I was even this episode was even going to be a thing. This this episode has been on TBA over the past few days, so luckily we were we were able to get this in. Especially the way SmackDown went off the air, you know, I had I had to find a way to come on board and make this show, um, yeah, and make sure. this show happen. So <laughs> so thankfully it happened. Um, and hope you guys enjoyed. Make sure you guys continue to stay tuned. Make sure you hit that notification bell for more episodes to come. Make sure you guys join our Facebook group as well as join or follow our um, our Facebook or excuse me, uh, follow our Instagram and our TikTok. That is ruthless underscore talk. We make a lot of content over there. We are well now over 820 followers on Instagram and we have now officially surpassed over 250 on TikTok, which is freaking amazing. Thank you guys for, you know, for being a part of the community, for being a part of this platform and make sure you stay tuned for more content and for more episodes to come. Brian, my man, your final thoughts before we end the show. Oh, man, just excited to, to check out uh, CM Punk tonight, man. Uh, we'll see. Um, but he's definitely, definitely got me interested. So absolutely. Yeah, man, like, it'll be, we'll uh, be uh, interesting to talk about on Thursday. Absolutely. Yeah, we'll talk about Punk. We'll talk about Collision. We'll talk about all of that for this coming week. So as Collision is tonight on Saturday night. So hopefully everybody enjoys the show. And like I said, we will we will talk about all of that show starting next week. Thank you guys uh, so much for tuning into this episode. That is going to do it, everybody. My name is James Porcelli. I'm Brian Thomas. And we are both signing off, saying salute. Peace out. And take care, everybody.